Blog Talk Radio. I'm up. 
are now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome back to Let's Chat, y'all. I'm Miss Leisha. You know, I got my right hand, and most of the time, she is my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. Hey, T. Hey, Leisha girl, how you doing? I'm excited for tonight's show, Leisha. You know, we get excited for just about every show we have, but really? every time we get on the air, it's like a new celebration. <laughs> you know, right? I'm excited. I'm excited. We got honey. We 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 in here. We playing the barge because we got the fabulous bunny the barge in the bu- building. And the songs that we are playing are actually the songs that she helped to write. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people don't know that she wrote on a few of the songs. So I want to be able just to share that. And uh, I love the barge and I love their music. So you know I'm mm-hmm. over here jamming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, it's like taking you back, man. Back to some good days, some good music, some real music. So I'm excited to hear it. You know, it's been a minute since she's been in the chat room, so we got a lot of catching up to do. Um, It's going to be a great evening. And don't forget the wonderful and talented Lakeisha Johnson is also joining us tonight, Lee. Yes, yo, her energy, I feel it all the way over here. I'm so excited. I can't wait for her to step into the chat room. I know, I know, I know. But, you know, Lisa and I, we always get going. Like, we don't have new people joining us every evening. And once again, welcome to iHeartRadio. Yes, the ladies of Let's Chat have stepped up their game. Oh, we have to be listening to not on iHeartRadio. So make sure you guys tune in, follow us on all of our social media sites. That's Let's Chat with Miss Tony and Leisha. But just to give you guys a little bit of info on what we do here on Let's Chat, you know, Leisha and I, we used to celebrate literature, but we have grown, Leisha, so much from literature. Now we just celebrate the dopeness of the arts. And and by our guest tonight, that's just a combination of two of the arts that we are we celebrate the dopeness in. But we do it in the only way we know how, which is the royal way. Our show allows all of our guests as well as our listeners to interact in a fun, intimate, and friendly environment. We get to hear the passion behind what it is that they do. And we have two passionate guests tonight, Lee, so I'm excited. We hope you guys are excited as well. Get ready to roll on up with Let's Chat. We have a fabulous show on tap this evening. Welcome once again. Absolutely, absolutely, honey. I'm excited. So our topic today, you know, I always took them at the last minute, child. I know y'all. Y'all, they <laughs> should be busy sometime. Uh, it don't be enough hours in the day. <laughs> I know, right? I'm going to need an assistant soon. It don't be enough hours in the day. And, I, and just think, all the stuff, 2020 going to be bananas for real. But, you know, mm-hmm. we love to talk about life and and just being better and always upgrading yourself. And so mm-hmm. today the topic is being intentional with your change. Um, mm. I think that's, that's important to be intentional in the things that you do. Everything you do, you got to kind of really be, um, you got to be distinctive about it. You know what I'm saying? It's got to mm-hmm. be a purpose. Like mm-hmm. I'm doing this because of this. You know what I'm saying? You have to be really calculated um, in the things that you want to do and why you're doing it. And if you're doing something and you don't know why, then something you'll need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, you know, now, y'all in know, order, Leash always, like she said, she does it at the last minute. And I see the topic when you hear the 
good topic. So my first take is always, okay, now what does she mean by this and how many directions can it take? <laughs> it can so many directions, so many directions, because listen, when it comes to change, you have to be intentional with it. And the key thing I believe in that is making sure that you are changing your mindset. You got to change your mindset in order to manifest your change. And so both of our guests that we have on here today, they have gone through the changes and, and we're going to get them to talk about the different changes that they've gone through um, and, and how choices and being intentional with their change has, has really worked for them. You know, we have Lakeisha Johnson. She is not only an author, she's a blogger and a preacher. So I, I love that whole aspect that she can bring so much uh, up in here today. I think we're going to have some church up in here, y'all. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. I was reading a little bit about Miss Johnson, and um, I'm excited to, to feel her energy as well as to hear her take on how, you you know, you bring your change. change. It could be intentionally or unintentionally. You just know that you have to change. It's just not working. So it's going to be interesting to hear her take you know, with her journey that she has, has, has taken. So I'm excited to hear her take. And Bunny the Bard, she's always fabulous when she comes into the chat room. So we got to find out what she's been doing and how her change has affected her life as well. And not just her, her family as well, Lee. Absolutely. So we're going to take a brief break and we'll be back. Okay.
All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. I am Miss Leisha. You know I got the fabulous Miss Tony up in the chat room with me today. Honey, this is a good day in the chat room. We over here jamming back in the day when music was music, honey. We just get excited uh-huh. when you think about it. <laughs> that was another good one, Leisha. Another good one. Absolutely. Oh, before we get the show started, we cannot do anything without congratulating the fabulous Cyrus Reb. We appreciate Cyrus. He is always encouraging us. He's always looking out for us, and we appreciate all that he does. And we, he has so much going on, y'all. Make sure y'all check out his page. Congratulations on the shows. Congratulations on the magazine. We congratulations on the endorsement or the sponsorships we are so proud of you Sai. absolutely absolutely his journey just keeps on going leash and like you said he is um he, he's really doing his thing he has really grown into his journey and we like you said we are so proud of him Absolutely. If you guys have not experienced Cyrus Webb, his show is Conversations Live. He is not just a blogger or a uh, radio host. He is actually one of the top Amazon uh, reviewers. Uh, And Mm -hmm. he is an influencer and an author advocate and just also an author in his, his self. Um, he has his mm-hmm. own books he has written, so we're just so proud of him. Can't wait till the top of the year to get him in here, and he could tell us what he's been cooking uh, all the way around. But we have our first fabulous guest. Okay. Welcome, Lakeisha. Hey. Hey, Lakeisha. How you doing this evening? Welcome to Let's I'm, I'm good. How are you? We are good. We are good. Now, before we get started, we want you to tell everybody just a little bit about your literary journey and about yourself. I am Lakeisha Johnson, born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. I've been writing now for about seven years. Um, And at the end of 2017, God picked the script and had me to start writing Christian fiction, uh, which has become... um, um, one of the best things I can say as far as my writing career, um, I've, I've written um, now over about 15 books, uh, ranging from different uh, parts of religion um, as, as far as faith and trust in God and being broken and restored and things like that. Um, I also have a devotional blog um, that I uh, that I pen sometimes uh, two to three times a week, depending on the time. Uh, I am a co-pastor of a church in um, Hollywood, Mississippi. I'm also a wife and mother, uh, a sister, a daughter. I work in corporate America. So anything that I can do, I do. That's a full plate. Absolutely. I guess my first question is going to be, how do you balance it all? Um, I, I try to, I I try, I prioritize first, um, but I also do what I can and don't try to force what I can't. 
So I, I know that, um, you know, sometimes uh, I can, you can get overwhelmed with trying to do too many things, and, and I never do that because if, if there's something that I know I cannot do, I say no and be okay with saying no. Um, and I just balance all of it out. Uh, the good thing is that I have a, a great supportive husband and family who understands, um, you know, that when I'm writing, I'm writing, or uh, whether it be a sermon or a book. Um, so, and he, but I also spend time with him also. So I never allow him to come second to that because he, because marriage is my first ministry, my family. So, um, but he understands and that, that plays a, a major part. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Now this is Tony, uh, Lakeisha. We're going to try to get, let you know who you're talking to because we've been told we sound so much alike, but um, I love your <laughs> journey and what you have contributed to literature and I just want to just expound on a, something that you shared with us, that in 2017, your writing took a turn to Christian fiction, and you felt that it was one of the best things that could have happened. Can you just uh, explain to us just a little bit more about that? Um, in, in 2017, I, I didn't pin a book at all, I, um, and I was toiling with, uh, with writing in general, I was with a publisher mm-hmm. who, um, and it seems like things weren't going the way that I thought they should go. Um, and in mm-hmm. 2017, uh, I just prayed for God to give me um, revelation on what He would have me to do because this is a gift. It's not something that you know you can um, learn or um, all of the, uh, writing is a gift. So uh, mm-hmm. I could, I, I stopped 2017. Uh, he wouldn't allow me to, to write a book whatsoever. Um, and 2018, at the beginning of the year, he, re- he released me to write, Dear God, uh, Hear My Prayer. And it was the very first full Christian book that I wrote that had no sex um, and hardly, hardly any cu- cursing, um, like the previous books I had written. And I was so nervous because the books I had out before had all of that in it. So I was worried about uh, how people would see, how people would relate to that. And it turned out mm-hmm. to be one of the, one of the uh, bestsellers for me. And then I realized by getting uh, emails and, and uh, messages on Facebook or uh, Instagram from different people who who saying, I'm, I'm reading your book and uh, it's ministering to me or I'm reading the prayers and, and they're comforting. And that allowed me to see that sometimes we have to, we have to see that we have to reach people where they are. And sometimes, you have somebody who is hurting, and even though they're reading a fiction book, to see God even on the pages. And they may not mm-hmm. understand, but reading a story that's fiction allows them to now understand God more or mm. the situation more or uh, not be able to uh, give up hope because even though it is a fiction book, it gives hope. Mm. That's now, when you sat down to, to pen your current book, now, the current book is part of a series. What was going on just in your world or your mind that made you feel like this book was needed? That particular book, the, the latest series is When the Vows Break. That particular book, mm-hmm. is, it was my very first series that I wrote uh, called um, A Secret Worth Keeping. And that particular series had, um, it, it was, almost on the basis of erotica. Um, and it was with a publisher. And um, earlier this year, uh, earlier this year, I think it, there was a breach with 
that publisher, and she ended up releasing all our rights back for that particular book. Mm-hmm. So when I got this book back, I had been praying because I, I wanted to get the rights back because I wanted to, to, to refresh the story, but um, I left it alone. And God worked it to where I was able to get the rights back. And I knew when I got the rights back that my writing style had changed and I was no longer writing in that vein. Um, so I wanted to take that story, those same characters, and rewrite it. And um, mm-hmm. as with any book, I pray about it first. Um, in my prayer closet on my wall, I have sticky notes of everything. And when I was praying about this particular book, God gave me the title of When the Vows Break. Um, and I, and that storyline came as I was writing because so many times we in our marriages we go through trouble and we don't we don't have people to talk to or we don't talk to the right people. We talk to people but not the right people and we don't understand that when we're going through things, especially in our marriage, sometimes we can give up easy and um or sometimes we don't understand why we have to go through things we have to go through. And in this book, um, God allowed me to make every couple go through a storm. And one particular thing in the book was where one of the, um, a pastor in the book told them that he was allowing all of them to go through a storm together in order for them to be restored together. And sometimes, I mean, and when you're going through something, you need somebody there with you to either be there to hold your hand or to be able to pray when you can't. And that's what When the Vows Break to me was for because even though they're, they're married and they're going through things, people who are even, people, those who are even not married or just in a relationship understand that they're going through trouble too. And if you can get help from the, from the pages of a fiction book, then um, um, that's, that's my whole goal because my goal is with every book is to have a, a message for somebody who needs it. Um, and when, and it, has, it has been amazing, the, the response to this book has been amazing. I was nervous about it because it has um, six different characters. Um, and to mm-hmm. me, um, it seems like I, I was worried because I, I didn't want people to think, you know, there's too many characters. How can I keep up with this? And when I sent it out to my beta readers, that was one of the questions I asked, uh, should, I, should I take out some of the characters? And, the, uh, okay. and I'm glad I didn't because the response to this series has been amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. This is Tony um, Lakeisha. Um, I love what you shared, and I think in today's society, the sanctity of marriage really is, is not where it was when, not necessarily, this is just my opinion, of course, not necessarily where it was when we were growing up, but I think it all stems back to something that you said that was really interesting, that we don't talk to the right people. You know, you, you go through storms, but sometimes you go through these storms and you forget that the sun is on the other side of that storm. So you really have to kind yeah, of weather it out, you know, in order to, to fill that sunshine back into your life. Um, how, have, how have you handled the, the different storms? What was your research on how you presented these six characters with these different storms that they went through? Uh, um, I got married when I was 21 years old. I've been married to my mm-hmm. husband now for um, for 21 years. Um, so some of the things is, uh, is some of the things is by wisdom. Some of it is, is by going through. 
Um, but I agree with you when you said that that um, we don't we don't take the sanctity of marriage um, like it did when, when my grandmother was married. My grandmother was married over sixty some years, um, mm-hmm. and I saw the but. And I tell people all the time, they always say, you know, they, they want the type of, of marriage that grandma and granddaddy had, but nobody wants to put in the work that grandma and granddaddy did. Um, because right. back then they were getting married when they were, when they were 15 and 17, and they, had to, they stayed married all this time. But even with, with me and, and my marriage, early on we went through a lot of things. We went through, I mean, we went through a lot uh, to mm-hmm. the point where we even was going to separate and just, just – call it quits, but we have to be, we have to we came back together and we decided to let everything that had happened in the past go and start over. And we did. Mm. And from that point our relationship changed. It didn't stop our storms, but it changed our relationship. And now when we sit and we talk and we think back on the things that we've been that we went through, I tell him all the time that I'm I'm glad God didn't give me the things we had now when we were 20 because we wouldn't have appreciated them then. God allowed everything Mm. that we went through when we were were 20 and 25 and 30. He allowed us to go through all those things then because he knew what he had prepared for us now. And had he given Mm -hmm. us those things then, there's no way we would we would be in the position that we're in now to be able to be you know homeowners and 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 parents to our teenagers and um, to be able for me to be in the ministry and writing books the way I am now because back then I wouldn't listen to God like I listen to God now. Back then I had religion but I had no relationship, and I understood that in order for us to be able to be cohesive in a marriage now like we are. We had to go mm-hmm. through those things, and we couldn't give up when we wanted to because it's easy to give up, but it's hard to stay. And mm-hmm. sometimes we, we go through that, and we think that, you know, when we're giving up now. I'm not saying if you're in a relationship that's abusive or whether that's physical or mental, but I'm saying with things like when you go through, when you're having uh, financial problems or uh, when um, there's some issues, because sometimes we get we get into relationships before we know who we are, and we go into relationships not knowing who we are, and because we don't know who we are, we we are now not we are not able to be able to know somebody else, and that's I tell people all the time: get to know you first, and don't jump from mm-hmm. relationship relationship to relationship, because if you're having a hard time knowing who you are, there's no way you'll be able to know who somebody else is. Marriage is hard. That's right. Marriage is a 24-7 job that you can't get, you can't clock out of. And people always say giving 50-50, no, you got to give 100 of yourself. And that means sacrificing some stuff that you probably wouldn't sacrifice for nobody else. And it's hard. Absolutely. You don't have your prayer life. You don't have the the strength and and all of that to be able to get through what you want. And, I, and, I, and one bit of advice I give all people is trust your spouse based on your spouse, not by what you went through before. Mm-hmm. Because we always project stuff from a past relationship. No, we got to trust the spouse that you have based on them. If they haven't showed you a reason to be untrustworthy and going through phones and all of that, don't do it. Mm-hmm. You got to talk right. about it. <laughs> well, congratulations but, on your 21 years, Lakeisha. That's, that's, you know, you don't you don't you. see those you don't see those numbers. And um, two weeks from today, I'm going to be doing 27. So kudos to you, girl. Oh, congratulations! 
Yes, I tell people it's hard. Marriage is hard. I tell anybody it's hard. It's but it's hard. And I tell and I and I also say don't don't. I wouldn't recommend people getting married so young because you you don't you don't know who you don't know who you are then. Figure mm-hmm. out who you are, and then you'll be able then you'll be able to to cleave to your husband because you know the first seven years of marriage is the hardest part of a marriage. And that's because your spirits are being are, are intertwining, and you're you're being con- connected as one. And it, that takes time. People automatically think that when you get married, it automatically happens, but it takes time to blend two spirits together. Mm-hmm. And that's why the, the first seven years are always the hardest. But you can't give up. That's true. That's so true. Now, and I want to go back to what you said, because, you know, a lot of times, especially in this day and age, I think that um, love is nice, but marriage is more than love. And I think that a lot Absolutely. of times people get stuck on chemistry and that, and that feeling you get in your belly uh, and they forget that marriage is actually a choice. And Absolutely. because that feeling in your belly ain't going to always do, be there because people are constantly changing. You know, people, mm-hmm. they evolve, so therefore marriage has evolved. It's, it's not the same thing. It's not done the same way, and that's all well and good. But when you're broken and two broken people come together, it's hard for that to last. So I, I like the fact yeah. that you said make sure you know yourself because I think a lot of times people are getting married just to be doing it just because they mm-hmm. see their grandma, their grandpa, their aunties, or they have in their mind that this is what it should be. So they tend to mm-hmm. just do it just because, and sometimes with the wrong person. Um, and I think that you have to be able, as you grow and learn yourself, you learn that if something was a good idea, if it's someone wasn't a very good idea, nobody can really tell you that. Um, but I absolutely believe that by marriage being the choice and it's no, there's no book, there's no manual, you just can't go in it all willy-nilly just because you see all your friends married and you feel in the way. Right. Because it's a whole different world. This is a, that's a whole, it's a whole different world on the other side of dating when you talk about being married. And so I'm glad that you, you brought that up about getting married young and making sure you, you know yourself uh, and, not just right. know who you are, but whose you are at the same time. Absolutely. In in my in the book, When the Vows Break, Chloe is going through that um, because she married her husband because all her all the friends were married and she was tired of being alone. And she realized that the only reason he really married her was for stability. And she married him because she wanted she was tired of being alone. But they didn't love each other. And mm. sometimes we, we base things off feelings. And, and I, I was having a conversation with a young lady the other day, and I, had to say, and I told her, you can't base it off feelings because a person knows what makes you feel good. Just like, just like a massage can make me feel good, but their feeling ain't going to last all the time. And, That's and right. you just because you know, just because you know my pleasure spots and you know what type of food I like to eat and all of that, that's fine and good. But how else? What else can you? What else can you bring to the table? What else can we do? I mean, how how, do you, how are we going to react to each other when we when we get when we're mad? How are we going to react to the finances or when when there's something that happens or when one one of the children are sick or when one of us gets sick? 
because mm-hmm. the, all of that, then that's when the vows start to come into place because the vows don't come into place when, when we in the bed making each other feel good. The vows come into place when the sickness and in health and, and, and poverty and wealth, and that's when the vows come into play. And so mm-hmm. I tell everybody, stop basing stuff off feelings because you just, and, and potential, everything has potential. A fire has potential to burn, but that doesn't mean it's good. And just because mm-hmm. a person has potential don't mean the potential is good. We have to base mm-hmm. it off of not just feeling everything else. And that's, and you do that by getting to know each other. And a lot of times we do, but we do jump into relationships based off feelings and, and based off the, the fear of being alone and all of that. And it doesn't last because you get, you get married to a person and, um, and when those feelings subside and you look at this person like you really don't even know who they are and truth, truth of the matter is you don't because you didn't take the time mm-hmm. to figure out who they were. Mm-hmm. And I, and with that, people change. So the same person mm-hmm. that they were when you started out, it's not going to be the same person they are the next day, the next year, uh, the next 20 years. They're going to be different. And I Absolutely. think that... You have to also look at the growth. I I think that we don't make room for growth in relationships. And you also have to look and that's at because we're, that's because we don't we're not honest with we, we we're we're fearful yeah. of being honest with each other. We're, we're fearful right. of that. And Lynn and Lynn in, in the book when the vows break, her and her husband had to have a hard conversation because um their the teenage daughter told them that, you know, maybe y'all just outgrew each other. And, so, and sometimes we don't want to own the fact that we can outgrow each other. And that's why I tell people, mm-hmm. tell people all the time, reevaluate where you are. And that's including your circle, your job, your marriage, because sometimes you can grow apart. And it don't mean I don't love you and you don't love me. It doesn't mean that, you know, we're bad people. It's just that we come to a season in our lives where we want different things and we're growing mm-hmm. apart. And we have to be honest with each other to admit it instead of making each other miserable by being in the same house out of fear of getting divorced because we're worried about what somebody else is going to say. No, we have to reevaluate everything every once in a while because yo, what we were 10 years ago may not be where we are now. And mm-hmm. you were good then, but you may not be good now. We have to be okay with saying maybe we are going apart. Don't mean I don't love you any less. It's just that we're not good together anymore. And, and, and that comes from being honest with each other. Absolutely. And always looking to see what that person brings out of you. You know, a lot of times people look at their own growth in relationships, but growing is part of that is being educated. And so that person has to be Mm -hmm. able to teach you something, not tell you what to do, not be your mama or your daddy, but they got to be able to bring something new out of you that you didn't know existed. They have to be able to educate themselves. And a lot of times, People don't take time to learn about themselves, let alone learn about the other person that they with. Right, and that goes back to to, to learn to learning each taking the time to learn each other because uh, you can have a strength and and if the other person doesn't know how to how to how to come together with that, it, it's just like me and my husband. If he knows what my strengths are, I know what his strengths are. Same way with our weaknesses. But he pushes me because he knows, because sometimes, even though I've been preaching for over five years, I still get nervous every time I get up to to preach. And one Sunday, a couple of weeks ago, it was one of those Sundays where 
I was just off, and I was so nervous. And even though I was at home at our home church, I was so nervous. And he picked up on it, and he came back in in, in the office, and he said, "What's wrong? Is something all over you?" He said, "You doing what you're supposed to be doing? Just get it. Let's let's get it together and go out and do what God has called you to do." But because he knew me, he knew there was something going on with me without me even saying anything. And that's because he knew my strength and my weaknesses. And he knew just by looking at me that I was having an off morning, not that I was in a bad mood, but that I was having something else was going on. And because he, with me, me and him was in tune, he was able to tell me, you got this. You got, you, you've, been, you've been doing this for a while, and no matter what it is, you've already get, you already know what God has called you to do. Go out there and do it. And that's what I needed to hear because I was nervous. I can't explain why. I don't know why it was just that, you know, I was nervous about the message of the people that had this feeling in my stomach. And, he, and God knew what I needed, and he sent him. But because we were in tune together, he was able to do that. And had we not been in tune, he would have just been sitting out there looking at me, and I've been looking at him. But he he did what he needed to do, and that was to help me. And I didn't even realize I needed it. The only thing I knew was that I was having a moment of being nervous. But because he mm-hmm. knew, he came in to give me some words of, of comfort to help, and he did. And, and that mm-hmm. goes because we know each other, and, and we've been together for this long. But you got people who've been together a long time and still don't know each other. Uh, they're just mm-hmm. there because it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's so true. Now, as an author, what are some, a few, maybe three jewels you would drop on new and up and coming authors based on the things that you've experienced and learned throughout your journey? Um, the first is to pace yourself. Um, most times when, when we're writing books, we expect them to be. Um, a bestseller overnight or to bring in the big royalty check. It don't always work like that. You have to pace yourself. Uh, I've been writing for since 2012, and last year was the first time I actually saw a big return on um, on my writing. And I, so pace yourself. Don't go in guns blazing expecting to um, – for everybody to, to want your book and, and, and go and buy it and your number's going to increase and your royalty check's going to be huge. Pace yourself. It takes time. It takes time to grow anything. When you put a seed in the ground, it takes time. The same way for a book. Um, the, second, the second thing is to write what you love. And uh, it doesn't matter, you know, what it is, regardless of if it's erotica or religion or if it's um, um urban or street lit, whatever it is, write what you love to write. Because when you love what you're doing, you put your heart into it. And when you put your heart into mm-hmm. it, people will read your heart, will steal your heart on the pages of the book. Uh, write what you love, pace yourself. Um, mm-hmm. The third thing is be who you are. Don't be, don't try to be like anybody else. Don't try to write like anybody else. Don't try to uh, mimic anybody else's style because their style is their style and you are you. Um, writing, I, I wrote a blog post once that said writing isn't for wimps. And that's because it, it, it's, it's hard. It's hard just like anybody else because you're essentially putting your, your, your baby in the hands of somebody else who now has to critique it. 
And if you can't handle bad critique and good critique, you'll fail at this because not everybody mm-hmm. will like what you put out. You can right. be some. Your, your book can be the number one bestseller, and you will still have somebody who leaves a bad review because it's and it's not based on what your work or whatever it is. It's based on their opinion, and you have to be able and acceptable to what they what their opinion is. And don't be quick to go on, on social media and blast that person for giving you a bad review. Allow them to have their opinion because most times bad reviews. Allow is what make people want to read the book because they want to see if this book is as really as bad as somebody said it is. So mm-hmm. that's why, and you have to be, you have to have a, a, a tough skin. Um, and you, it, it may come a time when you go to a bookstore and don't sell no books, or you have a a book release party and nobody shows up, and you you expecting your family to support you and nobody does. You have to be able to to know that this is your gift, and one of these days your gift gonna hit. And when it hits, and I tell people all the time, keep writing, regardless if you get royalty checks, if you make one sale a day or 100, keep writing. Because when, once, at that time, when, you're, when that one book hits, people go back and read everything that you've written. So don't discount mm-hmm. the small or the, or, or the slow start, because you may start off slow, but once it, once it gets to rolling, it'll pay off. Mm-hmm. That's some great jewels. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, here on Let's Chat, we like to do something fun. So, you know, T always comes up with these fun questions for our guests. So she's going to ask you a fun question. And I never know what it is. She thinks of them all by herself. So I, don't, I don't know nothing about no shenanigans or anything that's going to happen. You know, if you got pearls, I'm going to say you Clutch them. Matter of fact, just take them off, put them on on the dresser right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm bracing myself. <laughs> well, Lakeisha, thank you so much for joining Leisha and I here on Let's Chat. You know, the, the, the jewels that you have dropped and the, the journey that you have shared with us, I'm sure it has touched someone. It's touched me. So I, I thank you for sharing that, and uh, we appreciate you for doing so. But, um, I just want to feel your pen because I haven't read any of anything from you, and I'm not sure if any of our listeners have, but draw me to your pen. I'm going to give you two props to so just give us a short mini scene from your book. And the two props, this is going to be a live excerpt, and the two props I want to give you is um, a waterfall, and the second one is a tiara. If you could just give us a little short excerpt using those two props, just so we can feel the the value of your pen, the the authenticity of your pen. Okay, so it's, uh, it's, it's, you gave me waterfall and a tiara. What was the other tiara? And you want mm-hmm. me to take those and say, and say give us a live a live excerpt. So you're going to create a scene, a live scene. So you can take those props and you can put them inside of a scene from one of your books, or you can create a new scene. Okay, let's see. Hmm. Waterfall. Hmm, okay. Let's see. Hmm. Yeah. 
Pythagoras says. Uh, one book that I have, I actually have laying here, is 2.32 a.m. called Losing Faith in God. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this, this just one little part and I'll add lib as necessary. I roll over cringing before silencing the alarm. After my shower and other morning duties, I get dressed in the usual business attire. I chose a pencil skirt with a blouse, jacket, and pumps, standing in front of the mirror where my stomach is in knots. You got this, girl. I repeat a couple of times. Straighten your tiara and let's go. I grab my phone and walking out the room, I stop at the door of the nursery. Mommy is taking it a breath at a time, sweet pea. I grab my computer bag and purse and head for the car. Finally pulling into the parking lot, I turn off the engine, close my eyes, and take a deep breath. I imagine myself sitting before a waterfall, allowing the sound of the water to relax me because I don't know what's waiting for me on the other side of the door. Walking into the building, I feel like a new employee. Welcome back, Miss Charlotte, David, head of security, says. Here's your new badge. The old one expired while you were gone. I did my – thank you, David. I hope you were able to keep my dad under control. I did the best I could, ma'am. He laughed. It's good to have you back. When I get out the elevator, I'm met with balloons and all the staff. Welcome back, Charlotte, they all scream. I stand there for a few seconds before I burst into tears. Oh, we are so sorry. We didn't mean to make you cry. Janice says, handing me a tissue and taking my bag. Thank you, guys, I say while wiping my face. I have received all of your cards, flowers, and I accept your prayers. It feels good to know you all love Michaela just as much as I did. All I ask is for you to bear with me. There may be moments with tears, and if you happen to see me during those times, all I need is a hug. Thank you all again. That's from my book, 2.32 a.m., Losing Faith in God, which is about Charlotte, who lost her daughter at some see it uh at and she found her in her crib at two thirty two AM. Oh goodness. That was mm. good. It was. Look at you. Thank okay, you. honey. <laughs> we Thank so, you. Absolutely. We so appreciate you coming to kick it with us here in the chat room, Lakeisha. We want you to shout out all of your social media any events that you have coming up and where everyone can get your new, your books from and your website, if you have one. Um, okay. Um, my website is also LakeishaJohnson.com. I also have a devotional blog called Keisha's K-I-S-H-A-S Daily Devotionals. Um, my Facebook, my personal page is Lakeisha Johnson, L-A-K-I-S-H-A Johnson. My author page is author Lakeisha. Um, Twitter is underscore Keisha Johnson. Instagram is Keisha Johnson. Um, Snapchat, I don't, I don't, I hardly use it. It's Arthur Lakeisha. And you can find all my books on Amazon. Uh, you are more than welcome to um, add me as a friend on Facebook. I think I have space for a few more. Um, if not, you can follow the page. I normally post um, devotionals or excerpts from the book on there. I also have a reading group uh, on Facebook called Twins Write Two. Um, I need to start back being more active in that in that group. I normally write short stories, um, but it's Twin Rights too. And um, you can find me. I'm using an open book. Um, if you need prayer requests and all that, you can email me at authorlakeisha at gmail.com, or you can uh, send me an inbox. 
Uh, I normally check those throughout the day, and that's who I am. Absolutely. Well, we so appreciate you coming to kick it with us, and you are welcome back anytime. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. We enjoyed you. We appreciate you coming to take time out of your busy schedule to come and hang out with us and just share your space and your craft. We appreciate you for that. Thank you. Thank you. You have a good evening, okay? You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was awesome, Lisa. Bye. That was yes, good. I love, I love I have to get that book. I like that. I like that. It was like not too much detail, but it was just enough um, to bring you into the story. And, and, and I love that. I love that. I love that. We're going to take a brief break and we'll be back with the fabulous Bunny the Barge. Okay. we 
now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. If you are just tuning in, if you missed our first interview with the fabulous Lakeisha Johnson, no worries. You can catch our archives here on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. We have our next fabulous guest up in here, up in here, the fabulous and the sweetest uh, author and music legend, Bunny DeBarge. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. Hi, ladies. How are you? We are good. We are good. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. We so appreciate you, Miss Bunny, taking time out to come and hang with us. We want you just to, since the last time you've been in the chat room, we want you to just tell us what you've been cooking in your creative and musical kitchen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, this is the first time I'm saying it. I'm doing a single. I'm working on a single. And um, also, I'm finishing up my second book, which will be out hopefully in October, the Cap One um, Volume 2, The Fame Years. Um, I have gotten it to the editor, and the editors are working hand-in-hand um, getting this book out because of the story um, uh, about the large biopic, which really put a fire up under me to really get this, the real story out because I know I felt so bad for our fans when they – I didn't look at the movie, but I um, – read the script, and I know it was terrible. It really uh, didn't do my brother any justice. It wasn't the real story. So, um, yeah, I got my book coming out real soon. Exciting. And I'm I'm glad you brought up the biopsic. Now, when they do movies like that, do they consult with family, or do they consult with friends, or how do they get or fact check the story that they produce. Well, they um I don't know. They I don't know if they've done with anyone else. I, I guess um the new edition story came out all right and wasn't no problems. <laughs> um I heard that the Whitney story wasn't very good. People were upset about that and um uh different stories they did, I guess the Michael or whatever. But no, they did not contact my family um i think they did some things with my mother from the very beginning uh the first thing that came out actually we saw on the internet um without knowing was they were going to have a debarge movie and it was going to be called all this love and that was going around at first and um so i actually think that they got in touch with my mother who has dementia and they took total advantage of that situation because we knew nothing about it. We are the actually, um, you know, me, Elle, James, um, and um, and Mark, and Randy um, have the debar- with the barges. We know the debarge story. Um, also, we know Bobby's story as well, because Bobby was our brother, and he's a big part of the debarge story. So um, they didn't get in contact with us. I think they tried to get in contact with us through BET, um, and that didn't happen. So, um what they did was they went to Bobby's wife, who only knew him for five years. And oh. uh, they got some stuff from her, and they got some stuff, I guess, from my mother's book, because um, they knew they couldn't come to mine. They had to pay me. Um, they got something from my mother's book, um, and which is not in detail, okay? It's just, you know, Mom can't really tell the full story as well of what went on in the bars because she wasn't a member. 
um, just from a mother's point of view when we were with children or something, but um, it's just nothing like the debarge, one of the debarges or all of the barges telling the debarge story. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now tell us a little bit about the debarge story, how you guys started for those that don't know. You know, if you were from, you know, if you grew up in the 80s, the, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, you know who they are. But, you know, for those who may not know, just tell everybody just a little bit uh, about your family and its legacy. Well, I am the, t- I am, uh, the oldest of t- 10 children. I have eight brothers, one deceased, who was Bobby in the group called Switch, and Tommy. Tommy's not deceased, though. He's still alive. But I'm the oldest of the clan. Um, we started in the 80s, the early 80s. Um, <clears throat> coming from actually Grand Rapids, Michigan, via Detroit. I was born in Detroit, but actually raised in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, we were raised in church, and my mother started to sing at a very early, <clears throat> early age. My brother Bobby and Tommy went to um, professionally went out to California, started in a group called White Heat with Barry White, and then they. Um, actually went to Motown Records after that group disbanded, and they paved the way actually for us to come in, um, which is me and my younger brother, Al, and um, Randy, and it started out for four of us, just Randy, me, and Al, and Mark, James joined the next year, and we were able to get in with um, Jermaine Jackson and Hazel, at the time was his wife, and... uh, do a showcase, and the rest was history. So we um, basically, uh, James joined us a year later. He was um, Janet's first husband. Um, so we kind of liked knew the Jacksons um, very well. And we were the next family, I guess, besides the Jacksons um, at Motown Records. Absolutely. I love it. Now, a lot of people don't know, but you helped to write some of the songs for Switch. Like you and Bobby did what, two two or two two or three songs together? Yes. Um, we did Friend in the Sky. Um, Love Me Over and Over Again and This Is My Dream. Um, we also did a song with a group called High Energy, Hold On to My Love. And um couple more songs, but those were the, the most hit songs. And the Love Me Over and Over today is in the um, Shaft uh, movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. I was kind of proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but how does that work? Do they have to, do they go to the record label for the rights to use the song, or do they have to come to you? Well, right now they go to the record label, but um, we're getting our publishing back after so many years. And um, so they will have to come to to us. But yes, they went to the to uh, Joe Bad, which is now Sony, and asked for the rights to do that song. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead, T. And just like my song, "The Dream," um, they had to go to uh, Sony, <clears throat> uh, Joe Bad, to get the rights to do uh, Tupac and. Was it Black Street? Mary mm-hmm. Drive and, and the movie Soul Food, yeah. Oh wow. Now, if you could go back and talk to the bunny at that time, 
what what are some of the things you would discuss with her? What are some of the things you would say to to that you at that time? As far as the music industry? Or in general. Okay. Um, basically, I would say um, to Bunny, uh, you need to know more of the business part of it. I think we were just young children that were green about the business part. All we wanted to do was create. And um, that caused a lot of problems. That caused us to give up our publishing. Um, we didn't know any better. So I, I would say go, go and get some knowledge, you know, about the business industry. I would also say that um, I didn't have to quit my relationship with God because we were taught that there was devil music. And um, I don't believe that today, but back then we were like, I, I felt God was mad at me for a long time for coming out of the church and going into the secular world. So I would tell myself uh, that God is love and we sung love songs and, and the anointing followed us. And a lot of people today often tell me how our music took them through some troubled times in life. So um, I took myself through a whole lot of uh, things listening to that lie, uh, Satan had put in my head that um, I was doing the wrong thing. Mm. Wow. Now, Miss Money, this is Tony, and um, I'm, I want to go back to something hi, that Tony. you said that, hi, about learning the business is what you would discuss with your younger self. You know, like authors, you know, we, we, we say that books are a business, but music is a business as well. And it's, it's important to know the business in order to be in the business. So I'm glad you shared that with us. But I also want to ask you, you know, you have such a rich history in music. Um, and, and it's like we said at the top of your interview, and it's legendary. How does it feel at this point in your life? To be working on a new on on a, on new music, and do you still get that same joy? Yes, I do. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like I the music in the '80s was so different than what's happening today. And I was talking to Michael Gay just before I talked to you guys, and he wanted to get me on his show to talk about this. But actually, um, I do. I get inspired by things that mm-hmm. went on in my life, or things that I see in my children's life. The song that I'm singing now is not actually something that I'm going in fact my grandkids said to me my daughter granddaughter said grandma when did that happen <laughs> but it wasn't for me <laughs> it, it's actually something it's, it's about my son actually and how um he has two girls in his life that are best friends and the best friend is really in love with um with the guy and uh mm-hmm. He, she's telling him, you know, she's telling him, I know that's my best friend, but uh, she doesn't love you. You know, best friends go on, they tell one another stuff, and your best friend is telling them, you telling a girl, I don't really love him. I don't, you know, all that stuff, but she's in love with him. So that's the type of song it is, and that's how I got inspired to write that song. The songs back in the day that I wrote, um, A Dream was actually, I was inspired to write that from actually, um, women that have when they're, well, I guess it was in high school or whatever, and you see a guy that you like and you're too shy to really tell him about it. So you dream about this thing, you know. And then the second mm. verse goes in the same, um, you know, she finds herself all alone. Um, 
because it's just a dream that she wishes is reality. Maybe she danced with this guy before at a dance or, or whatever, and she dreams that they are together. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I write songs like that, you know, um, when I'm inspired to do it. Even uh, Life Begins With You was a time when um, I was going through a whole lot with my first, the first love, you know, um, and I found out that my life began with God, but I wrote that song, and it could be for a guy or a woman, but mostly I'm inspired um, by something that's going on in my life is how I write. Mm. Well, I love Lisa. She just broke down a dream, and that's one of our favorites we were talking about, and, and it just takes on a whole new meaning to hear and understand the inspiration behind it. So thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, if it wasn't for your music career, what would you be doing? Oh, probably, I don't know. I don't know what I would be doing. Um, I don't know anything but music. I've never really had a nine-to-five job, per se. Um, From a little girl, all I did was sing. I started doing it, I, I would say, professionally, singing around the world with my uncle, uh, he was a pastor, and he would take me with him to sing. So, and, and I would get offerings, you know, for doing it. So all I know is how to do is sing. <laughs> and I like to, um, I like to piggyback on what Leisha just said. This is Tony Miss Bunny. With the only understanding and knowing music, what do you contribute your longevity in the industry to? How do you remain authentic to yourself and to the music? Oh. Um, all I know how to do is be me, um, and people love that. I think today in this world, people want to hear what's real. There's so many things out there that they, that they can, uh, uh, that's not going, that's not real. Okay. That's going on on the mm-hmm. internet. You don't know what's real and what's not real. And I try to stay real. I stay real to myself as well as to people, um, I believe that in the industry today, it has gotten so far out there where people are selling their souls to mm-hmm. be famous, taking off their clothes to be famous, uh, doing all kinds of things to be famous. And um, mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's, um, that's not real. You know, that's not real. So I, if you said something about what would I tell myself, um, if I was a young bunny to barge, would I tell the young bunny to barge again? I would say um, only what you do for Christ will last because I've learned that in my life. I'm in my 60s now, and I have learned that um, in singing in the world and in singing the love songs or whatever, I get such a joy, okay, out of um, touching people's lives. So that's my longevity, um, just being myself, being real, and being true to what I believe in, which is music and God. <laughs> I hope that answers your question. Yes, it's ma'am. Dead. Thank you. <laughs> now, Miss Bunny, you have contributed so much to the industry. Um, what are a few things that you have learned about yourself um, after through your change process. So our topic today, um, 
on the show is to be intentional with your change. So when you were going through your process of changing, what what did you learn about yourself in that process? Mm, I learned that I was stronger than what I what I thought. I learned um, that um, I had to really love myself, and and I was loving others more than I did that. I didn't realize that. So when I I learned, I had to totally surrender um, to the manufacturer, and that's God, the one who really knew me. Um, If you know some of my story, there was a lot of things. I had a very, very bad childhood and um, abusive childhood. So um, I was taught from the floor (laughs) and um, got into drugs. once I was in the music industry, started off, you know, Satan paints pretty pictures that he, he doesn't show the ending to, but um, didn't ever think that I was going to be hooked on drugs, but got hooked on drugs and then had breast cancer and got even more hooked on drugs from that. And um, mm-hmm. I covered a lot of things up, you know, um, and I needed to go back and have last cries in order to change. You can't change unless you see the change. And I saw that I needed a change but I didn't know how to do that. So I went back to my childhood, who I felt was real, um, and getting through what I went through in my childhood was God. And I asked God, I said, God, if you are who you say you are, you need to come and see about me. I don't want to die like this. So I had to open up a lot of things. I had this big knot that was, you know, like a, a string, a shoestring that was all tied in knots and didn't know where to begin. But I was serious about my seed that I planted. Lord, come see about me. And he came to see about me. And, and I, that's when I began to write my book and um, uh, uncover open doors that I covered, uncover them and have last cries. So um, I had to be surrendered. That's that's what I had to do. I had to be surrendered and and totally trust in in God to uh, bring me out of that. Help me to see. Help me to forgive. Help me to know who I was supposed to forgive and and to forget. Oh, I have many stories on that part. But I hope that answered your question. <laughs> yes, ma'am. But I'm glad that you brought up the topic of forgiveness um, because when you have such a I don't even know if tumultuous is the right word to use when it comes to family and just self and going through that well, healing nobody, process. Nobody can hurt you. Nobody can hurt you like your family. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> so yes, and, and the forgiveness there. Yes, it has to. You have to realize that um, you become the person that you don't forgive, and you have to actually. Um, it's it's a process. First, you got to say, you got to see that you got to forgive, and you got to say that you forgive, and then you got to walk it out. You know, I'm still walking things out today that um that I have forgiven. I know, but I knew I had to forgive because it wasn't doing nothing but stopping me, you know, from getting up and going on to do. You know, Satan takes us where it's it's not our destiny where life destines us. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. um. God, he peeked in and saw our destiny. So um, I got off the subject, I guess, but actually the forgiving, forgiveness part of it is we got to do it if we want to grow. 
you know, mm. if we want to go on in life. We've got to do it for ourselves, but that forgiveness has to get, you have to really let God deal with you on it because forgiveness doesn't mean to put that, let that person come back into the same spot that they were before. That doesn't necessarily right. mean that. So my forgiveness was totally dysfunctional because I mm-hmm. um, would let the people back in that had hurt me thinking that's what was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's powerful. Now, Miss Bunny, this is Tony. You know, we all know that music has played such a key role in your life, but how has your life changed since uh, becoming an author as well? Uh, It's changed me as far Mm -hmm. as um, I did not know that I could write a book. I didn't even know. I was just writing things down. that I needed, like I said, to have last cries, and God just dropped in my spirit, you are going to help many from this um, to put it out. I mean, and it was so huge, I had to do two separate books because I wanted to write my story and what I went through, and the second half is on the same years, like I said, and the drug problems and how I got through all of that, um, and and just happened to it's it's changed me a lot. Um, it's given me confidence, you know, that there's more books mm-hmm. inside of me, you know. Um, to even uh, finish high school, I never finished high school, um, so it's just like I'm learning as I go. Um, in writing the book, I learned a lot. I learned a whole lot. Now, is any now there are. Uh, a few of your brothers have books too. What was it like? Who wrote the first book? <laughs> well, I started mine first, and everybody, else, <laughs> everybody else kind of, kind of jumped on. But um, I think that um, Tommy's book was written by his his wife, his ex wife, and um, who that? Who else has a book out? I don't know. <laughs> That's the only one I know that has a book out in the bar and my mom. Um mm-hmm. they are. Yeah. But uh yeah, I wish Tommy I just would wish Tommy had a wrote his own book, but they say he, he wrote in it or whatever. I don't I don't know. He wrote in a microphone or whatever. But um yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what what can we expect? Uh, you have new music coming out. You have uh, a new book coming out. What are the things that we can expect out of your new book? Out of the new book, like I said, is telling the, the story of DeBarge from um, the, the first book ends as, with us going to California, so I pick up in the second book um, how we got our um, contract. Uh, I talk about the Motown 25 and backstage what went on backstage and there's a lot of good good stuff in there and then there's also some things that are um in between um my relationships with my brothers my relationship with my children relationship with my husband and um like I said in my relationship with God and how uh God got me through it but what you can look for from me is I want to do some motivational speaking and um And I would like to, um, you know, uh, do some book signings. And um, New Year's Eve, I'm in Detroit. Um, Not sure with who yet, but 
I'm in Detroit New Year's Eve. I'm going to start the New Year's out working. Um, I will have my single finished by then. And, uh-huh. um, yeah, so hopefully we'll we'll get some other things happening. From that, um, working on a whole lot of things. I have an office now where um, I'm getting the publicist. And look, just look for me next year to be doing some big things. Absolutely. Now, will mm-hmm. we see like a the Barge reunion album, or you know how everybody always comes together? All the groups are coming back and coming together. Will we see a the Barge album? <laughs> That's in God's hands. <laughs> That's in God's hands. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I right now I'm kind of estranged from estranged from one another. Um, it, it would be nice if we all could come back together and. Uh, do um and do that i really really like that it's my dream it's my dream i I think it will happen Mm. i really believe that you know with with being intentional with your change and your growth um like you were saying you can't have growth without forgiveness um and you and family is something that is really one of those things that's part of your growth um, it's it's your root, and I think that you guys will mend and heal and come together. And I, I'm it's just excited. I'm about to speak the album on out there in existence. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. I like that. <laughs> we have a hand up, Miss Bunny. You mind taking the call? Sure. Okay. Six seven eight six nine eight. You're live in the chat room. What's your name and where you calling from? Hello, Bunny. How you doing? This is Michael Fine. Gay. Ah! I, like <laughs> I know Bunny, and uh, she's just a great individual, a uh, lover from the bottom and top of my heart. She's just a great person. Uh, love what she shares. Uh, she's always been a, a, a positive individual since I've met her. But uh, I just want to say I'm just here and supporting and uh, love what you do. And uh, look Thank forward you. to you uh, sharing more great writing skills that you have, uh, which we know you still have. And uh, you and your sister are hilarious. So I'm looking forward to that show. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that show. Okay, you two. Oh, I forgot to say about me and D. Uh, yeah, uh, because that Geico, because that whole Geico thing. I mean, I, I mean, it stays on my mind. Okay. I'm like, Lord have mercy. Geico Insurance <laughs> Company that? should 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 hire you right. too. Y'all need some coin. Y'all needed some coin for that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have so much fun. Laughter is so good for you. It keeps you young. It really does. And exactly. and and we got a little character going on there that I, I guess I'm the little instigator with D and she's the sweetheart. <laughs> She is. She I don't is. know what was going on, but Miss Bunny was on, had her on live, and Miss uh, Deep was on the phone, and she act like she didn't hear nothing Miss Bunny was saying, and Miss Bunny was like, "D, D, she act like she didn't hear nothing." You got to go back and listen and watch, not just listen, but watch. If you if you are a friend of Bunny DeBarge on Facebook, you will holler. Okay, yes. you will holler when you watch these videos. It is so hilarious. 
And oh, I just did you love get the it. one? Uh, there's the one where it I'm yodeling. So where I'm yodeling. Did you get that with my? Yeah, I saw that. Trust me, you and I are friends, right? I love it. I'd be like, what the heck? <laughs> you laughter today. You laugh. That you laugh. Here comes a Geico. <laughs> I'm serious. I am so silly. I am. And people say, I didn't know you were so silly. You didn't know that because you don't know Buddy DeBarge. Buddy DeBarge is silly. (laughs) Man. I love it. I love it. You got to have a show. You got to. If you do it it anywhere. Yeah. As soon as I learn how to do my camera, (laughs) I'll get some YouTube stuff we said we were going to do. But you know what? I know when. When I plan it out, it's not as good as when I do it spontaneously. <laughs> Just because mm-hmm. the camera has me cracking up. You know, I think it is, uh, what was the one? Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop. Did you get that one? <laughs> Saw that too. Saw that too. Well, you know, you can, you can always upload it after the fact. Like you can upload your video, even if you, there are uh, screen capturing um programs where you can capture it and still nice. upload it after the fact on YouTube, but y'all are hilarious. When you went to go visit and you was calling her from the top of the stairs and she was like, oh, she must think this is here. <laughs> hilarious stuff. And the thing is, you know what, 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 but you know what's so, so, so great about it? It's not rehearsed. It's just live right. action. Uh-oh. You know, if you were talking about real TV, this uh-huh. this S H Y T I put in the Y instead of the I <laughs> is funny as all get out. It really is. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's it's because it's like uh, you know, when you two get together, you don't know what to expect. And she and you know what she and she flows along with it. She flows, she right flows with along yes, with it. She, she flows along yes. with it. She doesn't she know what to... I'm doing either. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, she has some great comebacks too. Now, oh yeah, I gotta give her. Oh, some... yeah. She comes oh. back too. You stop it! <laughs> right. I get I get her so tickled. She just say, "You stop it! You stop it!" <laughs> <laughs> now that's love. That's family. Yeah, that's love. Yeah, that's my sister. I have a ball with her. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, we can tell. Well, we appreciate you chiming in and, and kicking in with us today in the chat room, Michael. We're going to put you oh. back in the queue. We appreciate no you. Bye, no Michael. Problem. Thank you for calling. Yes. I'll be looking. All right, Miss Buddy. Now, what you and you got going on? You got a show. See, you were leaving off, you was leaving off the desk. Yes, I forgot to talk about me and D. Me and D is gonna. Um, I don't know. It's just me and D. It's just me and D. Like I said, if I if I actually write something for it to do, it doesn't work as well as just something just you know right there. And um, I crack myself up. I do. <laughs> But, but now, if you I do get it on a lot YouTube, of people that like it, huh? Yeah, if you do it on YouTube, it can still be authentic, and because you just have cameras up, just right. throughout your day, and so it's like capturing whatever um, you guys right. have going on, and y'all always have something. That gecko in the house. <laughs> 
Did you get the pot one where we put the pots on our head and said if you if you do it with confidence, they'll ask you where to buy it tomorrow. And we put them pots on our head. Girl, the people wrong. Oh Facebook was cracking up. <laughs> That's the one thing I love about Miss Bunny's page. We get our we get our spiritual in the morning. She come on. Yes, she do. always gives us a good word. We get our laugh. And honey, when she get in DJ mode, she just be over oh, there yeah. in her whole little world. <laughs> oh, well, you are Bunny DeBar's fan because you know what I. That's exactly what I do every morning. Every morning I'm up. And I'm putting on the word of God, and as God gives it to me, I give it to them. And, you know, a lot of people look forward to me doing it. And I look forward to me doing it. I really do. I love it. I love it. I look forward to you doing it. You are so very welcome, Miss Miss Bunny. We so appreciate <laughs> you coming to kick it with us in the chat room. We cannot wait for the next book to come out. I want you to shout out your social media. Um, okay. <laughs> and any any events, because you've been singing at a few events, festivals lately, any events you may have coming up, um, and when we can expect this new book. Okay. The new book will probably be coming out um, in October, but definitely by Christmas it'll be out. Mm-hmm. And my social media is Bunny DeBarge Night. That's the one I really work on. But there's the Bunny DeBarge, and then there's the Bunny DeBarge Group, and then there's a Walking It Out with Bunny DeBarge where I go deeply into the Word and um, uh, the revelation that God has given me. I share. Okay, and then there's Twitter. I'm on Twitter as Bunny DeBarge, and I have an Instagram. I don't know how to work yet, but my kids are going to get with me (laughs) on that. And oh, I you're going to have a ball on Instagram once you get to learning how to work it. Yeah, <laughs> I, got, I got to do it. And then I got to get my YouTube channel going. I have one, but I got to mm-hmm. get it going. And so we can do the me and D. And, <laughs> and then the um, I will be in Detroit at the Birds Eastern Market um, New Year's Eve. I'm bringing, you can bring in New Year's Eve with Bunny DeBarge. Uh, I think I'm going to be with my brother Chico. I think Chico's going to be with me as well there. Not sure yet. But I'll be there. Awesome. Well, we are excited you so much for you. Yes, and we are, we enjoyed you and we're excited for you. And we thank you for just taking time out to come and just hang out with us here and just bring us into your space, talk about your books, your pro- your uh, projects, and laugh with us. And we so appreciate you, Miss Bunny. Thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate you having me on. It was a pleasure last time and it's a pleasure this time. And I will come on again. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. <laughs> you have a great evening. Now, okay, Miss Bunny? You too. I'm sorry, Lee. Bye now. Oh, no. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> she is so sweet, Lee. Yeah, she is. She is. I, I just love her page because. She's always going to make you laugh by the end of the day. And I mean, I don't mean mm-hmm. like a chuckle. I mean like one of them laughs, them good laughs by the end of the day. <laughs> they make you um, cry. 
She's going to give you one of them good laughs by the end of the day. Let me tell you, the ones that just kind of go into your spirit. Uh, but And when you wake up, though, she always gives you something to think about. She always drops a spiritual jewel on you. Um, but I just love mm-hmm. her personality. She is just fun. She, she really is mm-hmm. fun. Um, and I love how she just authentically just allows people – to just get to know her so I'm excited about her new single coming out we're going to keep you guys posted I'm excited for her new book coming out y'all make sure y'all check out her social media we will keep y'all posted when her YouTube and her Instagram come up we're going to see you guys on tomorrow we got Nene Capri in the building we're going to play Uh-oh. another song. <laughs> yes, we're going to play another song, which um, Bunny and Bobby wrote, uh, Love Over Again, as we head out of the chat room. And we will see y'all tomorrow. Good night, everybody. You know, it seems so hard to find real love. Love that is soft and warm. You know... There aren't many things in life that I can hold on to because I've been let down so many times. But I find-